Hello. Hello. Welcome to the second episode of Gatekeeping. This is the weekly pop culture podcast where we take a weekly deep dive into a topic and we decide if we let it through our gate. I am Sam. I am James. How are you, James? I'm, what have you been up to this week? I'm well, Sam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, it's been, it's been a pretty, pretty, pretty busy week. Um, mm-hmm. A few, you know, me, I love to go to the cinema, so a few movies. Yes, Started our week at um, a fabulous party on Sunday last week. Um, oh, yes, we did. Going Gaga. Um, was that last week? That was last week. Wow. Yeah, time like a flies. a ago. Time flies. Um, no, my friend uh, Liam is an event host from Sydney, and they were doing their first event in Melbourne. Really fun time. Yes. Um, it was. I had a great time actually. Had the time of my life even. Same. same I actually time. did. Well, was, you left quite early. I'd work. I'd work. I did. Sorry to bring it up, but you did. I did. <laughs> um, but no, fabulous performers. We had some yes. locals like Max Cerulean, Isis, and. Um, the queen, Minnie Cooper. Minnie Cooper. Who I'd been very much looking forward to seeing. She is the mother I always wanted. She's the sister I never had. She's I incredible. Don't know about a woman, truly. I loved her on Drag Race. Uh, and seeing her live was just a treat. It was such a treat. Just... Yeah, just like a consummate performer. Yes, now that's like a professional. Right a, professional. a professional. She came in, she did what she had to do, and yes. it was incredible. Oh, she brought the house down. She literally, did. literally. Um, I also saw She Said on Thursday. Yes. Which I, did you see that? Yeah, so James, we've actually had an interesting week because we've seen all the same things. I Usually know. you would be a bit ahead of me, but... We've, we're up to speed. We're one for one. Much to discuss. Yeah, so this is she said on Thursday. Opening day. Opening team. day. I went to a lovely uh, 5.15 session at Melbourne Central. Okay. Because I... Unemployed. I, I finished, unemployed? Work, finished work at 4.30 and I rushed, <laughs> wow, rushed my way down because I didn't want to didn't want to be any later than I had to for a two and a half hour movie. Two and a half. Oh, maybe 2.15. 2.15, 215 yeah. But I was like, you know, get it, get it get open and done with, per se. Was um, it, uh, did you go alone? No, I went with Grace. Uh, yes. My dear friend Grace. <laughs> yes. Um, shout out to Grace. Shout out to Grace. Um, yeah, no. Um, I had, I didn't mind the film. Okay. Probably like three stars out of five for me. Uh, you always got a letterbox it, right? Oh, I do. Not everything's about the star system. If everyone likes to follow my letterbox, it's the worst, James. The fuck up. I'm leaving that. I'm leaving that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I thought it was um, a solid film. I th- had really good performances, especially by Samantha Morton and Jennifer Ely, who I love. <laughs> You know, I you always it. just be fucking saying names. Who is that? <laughs> Actresses of a certain age. Who are they? Uh, Jennifer Ely is an American actress. I think she, actually is she Irish? I oh, know she's no. I mean, like in the film, who is oh, she? Oh, she was. Um, she was Irish one. Oh. Who had the um, the breast cancer problems? Oh yes, yeah. One yeah. That, I don't think spoilers she was... for she said um, she's the one that didn't sign the NDA. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Samantha Morton was the one who had the one scene. In the cafe. Oh, she played Zelda Perkins. Yes, yes, she did. I'm terrible with names. Yes, you are. Um, but no, um, I had a fun time. You Ooh. had fun with well, she I mean- said the Harvey Weinstein movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sicko. Um, had you read the book? No, I haven't. Okay. I have read the book. Oh. Um, I'm surprised. I know you love true to book. I do, I do. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I mean, I've very much enjoyed the book. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good. It's very exciting. Um, it's it's all just obviously like about the journalism aspect and mm-hmm. them talking to these women. Um, 
Yeah, the book's great. It's very exciting. I mean, the movie, I... It is kind of what you expect. It's that like by the numbers journalism movie, yeah. like, you know, Spotlight or mm-hmm. um, what's that? The, the Post. Post. Oh, now that's a really good movie. No one talks about that. It's Spielberg, isn't it? Yes. yes. Meryl. Meryl actually Campaign. eats in that. And, yeah. and sorry, but she doesn't eat often anymore. No. Sorry. no. Um, yeah. No. So I, and I love a good journalism movie. Yeah. So this gave you that. But I found it a bit jarring, the whole kind of universe of it like from the beginning when donald trump they have like the what who which one is it one of the journalists um, the, gets a, the the carrie mulligan is it her yeah she's yes. the character. so she she gets oh, a phone call from donald trump and like you hear him but it's which, not him yeah it's uh, like and then a, they, I guess they it's did it like rose mcgowan as well yes and harvey and gwenna, and gwenna yeah it's very weird but then you've got ashley judd playing herself yeah that um, kind of that was a bit distracting. Yeah. And then Gwyneth is kind of this off-screen presence. It's just, it, I don't know, I found it quite, It. I guess it's hard. Like, I, I see it's hard to depict the stuff about real people, real famous people, mm. and not have them in the movie. Yeah. But I don't know, just... I feel like also it's a bit too... Like, I know it was maybe like five years ago, but I still feel like it's yes. kind of fresh. And it may yep. be like, mm. maybe ten years down the line, it might have been a bit more... Yeah, look, I mean, that was walking... I mean, the movie, it's good. Mm. It's it's very emotional. It's it's hard to watch. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think what this movie does well, that, that previous things like Spotlight didn't, didn't focus on so much, you really get a sense of, like, the women, like, his accusers. You get a, a sense of, like, who they are. Yeah, and, exactly. And how this stuff you know, impacted their whole life. But but it doesn't lose sight of them as as people. And like I think it's not just like, about what happened to them, it's about who they are as human beings. Exactly. And I think that's like the feminine energy. I think it was like this it was written by women. It was directed yes. by a woman. It was very like carefully done, I felt. And it was like very, you know, the the Maria Schrader put a lot of care into making sure that it wasn't just like using their story, but actually like, you know, getting to yeah. get a feel for these people and you exactly. know how they were actually affected by these things as opposed to this is what happened. Yes. Yeah. So how. that's what I find really good about it. But then I don't know the whole movie itself. I'm watching this and you kind of, it's this, you know, Hollywood movie about wine scene. And I guess it doesn't really, it, it doesn't say, Oh, you know, and now he's in jail and everything's, good again yeah but you get a sense of them being like well we we did it like we yeah. got we got the bad guy when obviously you know it was produced by brad pitt yeah jump scare at the end <laughs> i must say jump scare who obviously you know has his own issues not on the level of harvey weinstein but no, you know but... his own treatment of women um isn't the best no. so yeah it's like i don't think this movie is the platform to have this Hollywood be reflecting about sexual assault in their industry. It's like they're just looking inward on exactly. themselves. I don't know. That whole thing just didn't... It didn't sit well. Yes. And it only... I mean, like, it came out first week. It only made two mil. Right. Which, I mean, I think it was on, like, a 35 mil budge. Interesting. And it really just, like, bombed. Which That's fascinating because it's a, it's, it's a good movie. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's, it's well made. I mean, another thing, I found it a bit... Um, like the whole journalism, they don't really face many roadblocks. Yeah, it's kind of them just like 
chatting to the women and you, you know, obviously that's a whole big process of, of getting their trust and all of that. But I don't know. It's, it's a good movie. It's, I, it was good. Like it was good. Full stop period. Like yeah, it wasn't full stop period. It was yeah. good. But and Carrie it, Mulligan hate. I mean, yes, I she really did. Really have not been able to stop saying that one line. Yes, <laughs> the trailer line. The line from and the trailer. What is, it, James? Um, what is it exactly that we're looking at here? <laughs> yes, I can confirm you have not fucking stopped saying that. <laughs> I mean, it's the big line. It's, it's you know, the big line. everyone cheered in the cinema I, when she I said cheered. it. Grace I, and I, we just turned to each other. I actually, my cinematic experience. I saw the film at um, Hoyt's Victoria Garden. And halfway through the film, these like four teenage boys like ran into the theater. Obviously, had seen another movie, and they're like trying to watch more movies. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think you guys. I, think I mean, they were there for about 10, ten. They probably thought they were going to see like Black Panther or yeah. something, something cool. And they walk into She Said. Hey, She Said's cool. Uh, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I was like, stay. I mean, it's an it's important film, boys. Yeah, very. Um, but they said so, they could learn a lesson or two. Those yes, boys, I'm exactly. Sure. Boys will be boys. Um, yeah, they stayed for about ten minutes and then left. Um, they weren't ready for it, I guess. They were yeah. young. Um, well, and then we also saw a film together on Friday. Yes, we did. We the saw menu. the menu. Um, what did you think? Um, you know, number one, it's really cool. Well, what is it first, actually? Oh, well, the Tell menu. me. Um, it is, a, I would say, like a satirical thriller about sure. uh, this couple who goes to this, like, very expensive restaurant on an island. Yes. World-famous chef, and it's all these rich people. They've And... Hilarity and hijinks ensue <laughs> when things are not what they seem to yes, be. Yes, that's basically. a great description of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny, right? Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Um, I found, to talk about cinematic experience, I wasn't loving that cinema we were in, to be honest. Yeah. It found it, it felt very much like. Like, people laughing to be like, yeah, I get the joke. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I would think that. I was also in a fucking terrible mood. Yeah. Um, as I, I think I complained about that last week That's too, but I'm, <laughs> I'm in the middle of another um, streak of like just the worst moves ever. And I was in, this actually started the day that I saw the menu, <laughs> just to get everyone up to date <laughs> on the context. Um, so maybe that was just that, but I just, I just got a bit annoyed. I'm like, not everything's funny. Like, everyone's just laughing at everything. Yeah. I'm like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not to be annoying, but I'm like, shut up. Yeah, I thought it was. I had a fun time. I think, um, you know, it wasn't like the most piercing satire I've ever seen. No, it wasn't really saying anything that hasn't been said in other films. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was kind of just if you take it as a bit of fun. Yeah, I exactly, think. exactly. Um, and and I, the film. I don't think takes itself too seriously. No, exactly. I think um, it's aware that it's not you know, the smartest piece of media yes. out there. It's just like a fun time. Like I'd recommend it. Yeah. It's fun. It's got a great cast. Yeah. We I mean, my Anya. twin, Anya yes. Taylor-Joy. Your twin. Yes. I we all know. look exactly the same as. Yes. Famously the Anya Taylor-Joy of Northcote. Of course. Oh yes. Many people have said <laughs> Many that. Many people. and everything. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, nothing incredible. Yeah. <laughs> nothing incredible this week. Um, and continuing the downward trend, um, our, <sighs> Our icon, Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, um, 11. She's facing 11, 11 years in prison. Yes. Elizabeth Holmes, if you didn't know. Well, one, just like Google her. Um, <laughs> she... Uh, how do I even explain it? You, she's you an know, innovator. Everyone, everyone she's, knows. A, she's a woman in STEM. <laughs> she's a woman in STEM. Just, 
scam queen. Yes. Queen of scams. She's, her only crime is, is being a powerful woman. Exactly. Really. She's facing 11 years in prison. Oh. I know this probably won't resonate with you, but in my ideal world, um, Elizabeth Holmes would share a cell with Jen Shah when she's Yes, I do not know who Jen Shah is. And I don't care to know either, no, if I'm no, being no, honest. No. Um, any of the Shah squad out there, <laughs> let us know in the comments. Write in, Shah squad, write in. No, don't. I don't want to read that shit. Um, yeah, that was tough. And also... Um, Oh, another big news, Deliveroo oh. is, is going under. I mean, I hate Deliveroo, controversially. I think I've used it once. But I always it, use it because, it, like, on a Sunday, I'll be hungover yes. and they won't have Maccas on menu log. So I, oh, oh, not on menu log, on Uber Eats. So I'll have to use Deliveroo <laughs> and it takes fucking forever and it's always just like a waste of money and, and it, it well, always comes cold and it's just like it what sounds like point? many people have had that problem with them exactly so they're going under they're going bust i mean you can't compete with the menu or jingle oh. but i mean i'm like is delivery like australian well maybe not but it's like kangaroo, kangaroo. yeah i don't know <laughs> So I guess that's sad. It's sad. If it's like it's an Australian company. But yeah. actually it's also not because all of these companies just like rip off their, their stuff. And, and, yeah, yeah exactly. and like, they're actually terrible. Um, so we rest also, in peace, delivery. We, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just saying a final um, goodbye uh, to delivery. delivery. Um, uh, shall we get into our topic? We shall. So well, la- let me talk, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to try oh, to bring on, it in. Speak up, It's so important. What the um, fuck are you no, going to say? Um, last night we also went and saw another, we saw two films last night, which we directly tie films. into the topic at hand. Well, well, yes, Almost some would say it is the topic at <laughs> We, what did we went see? down to Cinema Nova yes. and we saw a double feature of The Hunger, Hunger Games, Games and The Hunger Games <laughs> Catching Fire. Catching Fire. <laughs> two of, uh, well, one. <laughs> I would say two fantastic pieces of cinema. Yes. But one leaps and bounds above the other. Yes. Yes. Now we said it. Um, so, I, well, that is all to say. The topic this week is the, the Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. Catching Fire. <laughs> Just to be clear, Catching Fire. Yes. I mean, we're sort of going to cover the series, but we're mainly focusing on Catching Fire because, I mean... It is the best book. It is the best movie, movie it's ever made. <laughs> like, literally, genuinely one of the best sci-fi films of the 2010s, in you my opinion. S- you would call it a sci-fi film? That's sci- interesting. Sci- sci-fi dystopian. Sure. It's Def- like a, a blockbuster. It's like an action blockbuster, right? Sorry, sorry to be pedantic on that. Um yeah, well we saw one and two. So I mean I actually wasn't even gonna come to number one. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was a big point of contention <laughs> between us because you know it's a cinematic experience and they're not they're not contained. They're not like stories. It's an overarching story. Uh, look, you know my thoughts on that. We won't get into that because we'll be talking in circles all the time. Oh. But no, look, I am glad I saw both of them in the end mm-hmm. um, because it is good to see the progression. I mean, we forget that the first one is um, it's it's an indie film, really. Basically, <laughs> it's ba- independent cinema. Literally, I mean, it's shaky cam. Um, it's experimental. Yeah, like when she gets stung by the tracker jackers, like oh. that's quite experimental. Literally. It's so like it's just like done on a shoestring budget. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about shoestring, but it definitely shoestring looks in terms of like <laughs> the rest of the series. Considering this is like a well-known property that was already like a well-sold book, it had a bit of an audience. It had an yes. audience built in already. Do, do you remember seeing it for the first time? Yeah, actually, I do. You do because I somehow got 
a ticket to the premiere in uh, Jam Factory. Yeah, I don't remember how, but I got a ticket to the premiere at Jam Factory. Wow. And they, Josh Hutchison, J-Law and Shut. Liam Hemsworth sent a video. They obviously oh, weren't. I think I said they, that there. They well, sent a video. They obviously weren't at Jam Factory South they took three minutes out of their day to send a Literally, video because to the it, Jam Factory. Well, because it was... We, this was one of the first public screenings in right. the world because right, right, right. we got it a day before okay. and then the, I think it was a week before that. So right. it was like a big deal. A big deal. I mean, such a and big deal I that they recorded a Lenny video. I Kravitz was like performing at the Grand Prix or something right. the, in the same week and everyone was like, is he going to show up to the premiere? He did not. <laughs> did not. Um, he couldn't care. I, ha- I have a photo of me actually. They have like a big wall of all these mocking jays. I'll see if I can find it and Please. I'll post it on the You'll pod. You'll have to. I mean, um, how was it? It was incredible. Incredible. I mean, I was a I was a big Hunger Games stan of the the novels. Of course, and you know, I was really. It came out. The film came out in two thousand twelve. So I was in year eight, and I was very firmly entrenched in um in the fandom Tumblr. Yes, and yeah, I get that vibe from you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, my my blog at the time was uh, Petrova Mockingjay. What's uh, Petrova? Petrova? is from the Vampire Diaries. Petrova Doppelganger. <laughs> okay, sure. And then we have the mo- the Mockingjay, which obviously <laughs> we all know and love. We all yes. know what the Mockingjay is. My um first experience of the Hunger Games. I remember my grandma bought me the book when we were in Big W. Beautiful. Um, And I don't know, she kind of like encouraged me to get the book. I don't know what she knew. I mean, she wouldn't know about the Hunger Games, but Mm. for some reason she wanted me to get this book. Um, And it's, it's quite scary. I mean, I'm actually looking at the very copy right now because James's mic is, um, (laughs) is, is standing on it. it. Um, So that's my original copy that I'm talking about right now. Yeah, I have the same one. Um, But I got it and I actually read about, I read the blurb on the back once I brought it home and I didn't read it because I got scared (laughs) because it's like about, I don't know. It's about like kids being killed and it's got like bullet holes and blood on the cover. And I was like, this sounds sick and twisted. Like I'm not reading this. (laughs) I mean, I did read it eventually when the, the, I think it was in the lead up to the film. So you like, read it before the film? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I think we sort of passed it around the family. Like Beautiful. everyone read it. I remember my mum read it. Um, so I guess I was a late comment to that because I'm very sensitive. Like, you Aww. know, it's quite scary. It's quite scary. The yeah. idea, I, you know, it's kind of that battle royale, like yeah, a movie battle absolutely. royale. Like, oh, sick and twisted. <laughs> um, but yes, I saw the film in cinemas too. I remember with my friend Ruby. Oh, beautiful. Um, yes, we both cried when Rue died. I do remember that. I mean. Packed out cinema. We got a little um, Mockingjay pin. Yes, um, of course. Which we got one last night, but it wasn't like, it wasn't not like, like the, the actual one. It was like a press pin. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I've got the actual one at home. Oh, I think I have like three. You've got, my, oh, you have to outdo me, of course. No, I mean, just I've like, got three. I'm not there. I'm just, this, yeah, I've just got Hunger Games You've got memorabilia everywhere at my dad's house, especially when I when he moved away. I had to like go pack up, and I was just like, it "How was, many Twilight posters <laughs> does a girl need? How many Hunger Games posters? Whole thing like, just full of just Hunger Games. Yeah, shit. I, I was down. Um, yeah, so. Watching watching it again. I mean, I've obviously seen the first film many times. Since. I've seen them all uh, upwards of ten oh, times each, surely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. it's a very good like depression film series. Like if you're depressed, mm. I mean, that's how I sort of it came back into my life. Like. Oh, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure it was when I had COVID the first time I was stuck in my poor oh, me stuck in my room. Yeah, like you've got to develop a fixation on something. Of course, so of for course. me, it was like. 
the the days were spent playing Candy Crush and listening to folklore. The nights were spent watching Hunger Games. Beautiful. And Austin Powers Arena. And then oh, of course. I'm going to spice it up a little um, bit. Gotta yeah. keep your spirits high. Of course. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Watching... I mean, it's obviously a different experience in the cinema. Um, yeah. How did you find it watching the first movie in the cinema? So, I kind of went in and I wasn't sure if... So, like... I don't know if the listeners are aware, but like Cinema Nova does like a Twilight movie marathon where it's like a big rowdy screening. It goes like overnight and it's like, you know, I've seen like videos of just like people screaming in the cinema. And I was like, is this going to be like that? Mm. And I think, I think because the Hunger Games kind of tackles a bit more, not like sensitive subject matter (laughs) per se, but like it's a bit more intense. It's social commentary. Exactly. Um, I wasn't sure if it was going to be like that. And it kind of like, heated on the edge of that especially in the first film it didn't yes. really break through well yeah the first movie is a lot more um silly i guess yeah like silly and unintentionally it's like as i said it's kind of it's on the lower end of the budget yeah and i think i had a great time i yes. loved it i like i love the hunger games so much yes i mean that was great watching it with an audience i mean that was really up for it yeah except for about two people in the cinema who kept shushing everyone yeah that was so funny i'm like it's a losing battle like Like, it's the whole cinema except for two people come on now and look i am definitely one to respect the cinematic experience and demand silence but this is a movie that everyone's already seen like if you're going to a double feature on a sunday night on the fucking hunger games literally it's not like you know it's not like a retrospective and you're listening like Look in the reach mirror. out. Honestly, I'd love to say don't I'd love reach to speak out. to you. I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> you fucking loser. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was really fun. It's it's good, you know, getting a, a taste of what it might have been like back in the day. Yeah. Um, when I was young, watching it for the first time. Um, yeah, I mean, it's you can see them kind of. I mean, there's a big difference between the first and the second, of course. And the first is interesting because it feels very like YA. Um, it's it feels more for like a teen audience, much more than the second one. Really, Do I found that? that I don't know. I found that, in my opinion, I thought the first one was like obviously like they're both very serious, but like the first one was trying to like be like rise above that YA. Like it wasn't like a pulpy, like Twilight or like Divergent. It was like, this is like something. And I think that's, I think that's the thing with the Hunger Games. It was such a cultural phenomenon because it wasn't just for teenage, teenage people. It was like, (laughs) everyone was reading the Hunger Games. Like it's something that, you know, I went with my mom and my dad too. I went, I went and saw Twilight with my mom. But like right. I took but my dad, my dad and my brother to Twilight uh, to the Hunger Games, and it was like that was a bit family. more of a wider breadth. And I think they sure. were trying to like capture everyone. Yeah. Yes. I, well, look. Let's move on to the second yeah, movie. That's um, what we're here we're for. We're teetering into it already. Well, look. The thing about number two, everyone, everyone stepped their pussy up. It is. They changed directors. Yes. They said Gary Ross out. Get Gary Ross off the TV. I'm not watching that. Get him off the TV. Um, They got in Francis Lawrence of of sort of music video fame. Incredible music video like filmography. Like just to list off some of the credits. (laughs) I mean, directed Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. Yes. Like Waiting for Tonight by J Lo. Okay. Independent Part Woman. uh, Independent Woman Part (laughs) One by Destiny's Child. Uh Slave for You. 
Whenever Wherever, Jenny from the Block, okay. Circus by Britney Spears, Buttons by the Pussycat Dolls. So pretty much all the big 2000s like, music videos. Yeah. Oh, and Run the World Girls by Beyonce. Oh, oh like, no, that's a really good one. He, he did them all. He, and then what, he did like a few movies, He did um, Constantine was his first film. That's right. like a, I haven't seen it. I think it's like a vampire movie with Keanu Reeves. Sure. And then I Am Legend. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, it's what a film. Yeah, yeah, it is good actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought that Francis Lawrence was gay all this time. I just found <laughs> out. Well, I mean, I did a little Google before the episode, yes. and it was very like Francis Lawrence is not gay, but he's not married. He doesn't. He's not seeing anyone. Maybe oh, he's it asexual. He's not gay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he's asexual, like Susan. Yes. He could. We're going to be focusing well be. on asexual for the rest of our podcast. Um, he could be, but so they got in Francis Lawrence. I mean, from the very first frame, you can tell this is a different movie. Oh, it's a locked-off shot. It looks gorgeous. She's just sitting, or like over crouched the, over the lake, yes. like a bow on her back in this gorgeous, gorgeous um, <laughs> jacket thing and jacket. Yes. Yeah. You can tell straight away it's a different movie. Yeah. Um, we get into it slowly. Um, she's in the woods with Gail. Um, oh, Gail. We, yeah, Gail. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, yes. Change directors. Everyone, if the, the cast even looks very different. Yeah. I guess it's only a year later, but everyone, everyone it's not even a year. looks it's like, like pretty... a movie star in this movie. Exactly. Um, <laughs> they capitalized off the success of the first and they were like right let's yes absolutely just well this, bring this is j-law at her peak yes yeah. what year was this 20 20 i think catching fire was 2013 no 13 14 i think right yeah well yeah it's it's the peak um yeah the acting's better oh without a doubt i mean you can in in the first one josh hutchison is a bit uh like but I don't know. I'm like. I think the thing about that, I, I think Peter's character isn't very like developed across no. the board, and I think Josh Hutchinson didn't really have much to work with, especially based no. on the first book, which is just Katniss and like a bit of Peter. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, he's he's acting a lot better in the second movie. Yes. Um, Liam Her- Liam Hemsworth is there. Is who he is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I mean. It, it kind of has, uh, even the art style, mm. we've got new peacekeepers. We've oh. even recast the cat. Oh, I What's remember. What's the cat's name again? Buttercup. It was Buttercup. such a scandal because Buttercup scandal. is an orange <laughs> cat. Like, obviously, like, you know, a cat Buttercup, that's an orange cat. Yes. In first book, movie. First movie, it was a black, black and white cat. cat. They said, get it off. And they, I remember Hunger Games Tumblr was not pleased when that black were, and white cat came on. I was. Kill them. Literally. Kill what what Gary does Katniss say? I'll still cook you <laughs> yes. to the cat. Um, so number two, we've fixed the cat. We've yeah. re- they said, get in some Oscar winners. So they got Philip Seymour Hoffman oh. and later Julianne Moore, of course, joined them. Um, Mocking J parts one and two. We'll get to that. Uh, but the, the rather Philip Seymour Hoffman, that is when you're like, oh, this is a serious this is film. A film. It's they said we're not making a movie, we're making a film. Exactly. Here. And they did. I mean, the the wardrobe, we've got some like McQueen, McQueen inspired. Pieces. No, it was McQueen, I believe. Yes. Yeah. This is a bit disputed, actually. Oh, okay. Um, I know it's definitely, of course, inspired by McQueen. Yeah. I th- I was I under the impression they had a- some pieces. Yeah, it was actual yes. McQueen pieces. Yeah. Um for Effie Trinket, of course. Of course. The fashion icon. <sighs> 
Yeah, that's a great performance, actually. By that is gen- well, do you know the tea is Effie Trinket's not in Mockingjay, the third book. Oh, and I, you don't need to tell me the tea. Oh, I know that. Well, for the for the people at home listening, <laughs> people at Effie home. Trinket is not in the Mockingjay yes. book. And I mean, Suzanne was- Collins said to Francis Lawrence after she saw Catching Fire, she said, we need to put Effie in the last movie. Like, we can't She's not. get get in the movie. Like, I mean, she wrote the films, so she could just yeah. do that. Well, she wrote it with <laughs> Francis, didn't she? She what? I think she wrote it with Francis, I'm not sure. She? I just, anyway, just got to give Suzanne the credit oh, there. Oh, of course, of course. Um, but she said... Keep Elizabeth Banks employed. I mean, I mean, she was a scene stealer. She really oh. was. Look, my thing about Catching Fire, I mean, one... Of course, the visual language is is much better. Yeah. They like it, it, it. They gave them some money for some good lenses, some good yeah. cameras. Um, the production design going off. You get beautiful you get, CGI work of just. It, it actually is pretty good. Yeah, because the first movie it's a bit janky, but the second one, like you get a much better sense of the capital, the grandiosity of the capital, yeah. and just how. Like the wealth disparity yes. between the districts well, and I mean, the capital. That, the party that her and um, Peter go to, that's oh. such a great, like yeah. you get all the outfits, you get the um, food, you get the, the thing and that makes like, you Even sick. if you like look at the outfits in the capital in the first one compared, like it was just like. It's a bit homemade. Yeah, it was very um, like pops of colour, some funky makeup. Yes, whereas it's this, almost drag. Like, yeah. Um, it, it's, it looks like baby drag. The yeah, first and this is like. <laughs> this is Hey Henny. This is Hey <laughs> oh my god um i think my favorite bit is when she's like because like this is even just like one bit of costuming effie trinket's like leading them through the party and there's that yes. woman and she's wearing like a hat and it's got like long braids of i don't know what and she just like flicks it and she's like oh curtains like incredible oh, yes incredible like and just Everything is just leveled up. Leveled up. Leveled I mean, we're up. dealing with some PTSD from Katniss. Mm-hmm. We've got the love tri- triangle in full force um, with with Peter and yeah. Gail. Um, and look, the thing to, to talk broadly, um, the thing that I mean, I've seen Catching Fire one hundred million times yeah. in particular because if I'm wanting to watch one, I'm going to watch that. Exactly. Um, the thing that I think the movie does incredibly well is the pacing. Yes. Um, because you don't get to the games until maybe halfway through. I think it's about an hour, maybe more, probably in, into yeah. the film. So the, because the, the games aren't that big a part of it because realistically, I think it's only yes. a couple of days that they're in the arena. Sure. Yes. And it's. So well done. I mean, yes, they they kind of build up the politics of it. Um, and at the you end get, of the day, it's a political film. It's a political film. It's, it's a commentary. It's, it's a political commentary. Um, not everyone will sort of get the hype of it, but, but you know, yeah, us sort of cinephiles, like, yeah. we just get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's another thing. Like, not everyone will get the film, you know, exactly. Not like, because I feel like sometimes I'm fighting for my life, like in spaces where I'm having to defend the. I had to do it today. Games. Yes. Somebody said to me that the Hunger Games Catching Fire was the worst one. I said, No, you are wrong. Fucking moron. You are wrong. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Moron, and I, I feel moron. like this person will probably be listening. But I stand if by you're it. Listening, watch the film again and like think yeah, about it. Think Turn your damn brain on. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, but no, the, the pacing and like, oh, sorry, this movie's just so good. Like when you get to the end where, and, and that's another thing about it. It's like the, the information that you're given as the audience. It's so perfectly 
time. It's like drip fed to you it's at the exact fed. right intervals and it's giving you, yes. and it's like, it's still leaving you with like the intrigue of like what's going to happen. Yes. And because you, obviously the books are written in first person from Katniss's perspective. Yes. So she's got no fucking clue what's going on. She doesn't know. And you get that sense, but w- with the film, you're able to like zoom out just a little bit yeah. and see kind of what's going on and see all these little things. Yes. And then you get the perfect amount of like, Oh, there is something else happening in the arena with this plan. Yeah. Um, and even with the, um, uh, like Effie with the gold shit and everything. Everything's so like, oh, I'm being There's given so many layers to this. There's so it's many layers. layers. And then to the point where it's the climax of the film and Katniss is in the jungle. She's bleeding from her arm. She thinks Finnick is like trying to attack her and she's got her bow. She's, it's pointed at Finnick. And he looks at her. And he says the same thing that <laughs> Hamish said to her he before says, the last time he left her to go to the arena. He says, he remember, says, who, the remember who the real enemy oh, is. Oh, chills. chills. I've got chills and right the thunder, now. And, the thunder. and you, you put it together at the same time as Katniss. And, it's, and she's looking yeah. at the tree. She's looking at the at Beatty. She puts it all together at the same time. And that moment when she fires the arrow at the top of the arena and the lightning travels up Uh, at the perfect time. I remember watching that in the cinema the first time. And when everything explodes and you're kind of, it's like everything goes white. You're like, what has happened? I remember sitting there thinking, this is cinema history. Uh, <laughs> this, this is cinema is how history. film should be. This is what the medium yes. is made for. This is what we're doing. I was fucking gagged. And I still am when I watch it today. Because the pacing, the pacing. And look. You want to talk about another gaggy moment? Oh, I know what you're going to say. Oh, I know. <laughs> when she's getting ready, oh, she's yeah. saying goodbye to Sinner. Oh, yes. He's given her the Mockingjay pin. She's going up I'm in the tube. I'm still betting on you, girl And then the thing closes. <laughs> Peacekeepers come, start bashing Sinner. Oh. She's going up into the tube. She's they having a panic attack. And it's breathing. And then it kind of cuts to black. And then as it goes up into the arena, the screen the widens into the IMAX fucking aspect ratio. IMAX and it's rate. huge. And she's coming up and she's looking around. She's surrounded by water. She doesn't know she's what's breathing. happening. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Acting her ass off. It's, um, so yes, I mean, and this is honestly what makes it quite special, I think, is that everything in the arena is shot in IMAX. Yeah. And it's shot in 1570 IMAX, which is the highest quality uh, film available to us, I believe. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. Um, but it's, it's an incredibly high quality format. It's, it's not, especially back then, it's not really yeah. what a film would be shot in I mean there was kind of like the Dark Knight Rises which had a lot of IMAX 1570 stuff mm-hmm. um, but it's a big deal and it, it's it's done so effectively to, to restrain it until that part of the film and, it and then just, oh, yeah. it, it blows you away and I feel like it's a big deal for like I know I know at this point like the Hunger Games were a blockbuster but it's yes. like you know, it's just like your run, run of the mill teen YA yes. adaptation. But very, that's them being like, it's like this, this is a blockbuster, is baby. It. Honey, this is a blockbuster. And, we're getting the IMAX out. We're cranking that film up. Yeah. I really wish we had a a, a print of that film. Oh. We don't have a 1570 print. 
And because, of course, we have the IMAX theater here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we we actually saw Interstellar in the 1570, yeah, which was stunning. Um, I think they have, like, Dunkirk. Yeah. But we don't have a Hunger Games Catching Fire 1570 print. IMAX, if you're listening. IMAX, if you're listening. Fucking what is Dan Andrews' plan <laughs> to get us an IMAX Like, get print. a print. I mean, surely they exist somewhere. Literally. Like, I imagine seeing that full frame in the IMAX. I would squeal. Oh my god! Sorry to everyone else in that cinema. Literally, like I'd be pissing my pants. Literally, like when that had the sound. Yeah. Oh. Um. So I mean, it's technically groundbreaking. Um, the performances. I mean, I think a lot about Jennifer Lawrence's performance in this. She, she is incredible. Jennifer Um, Lawrence is incredible, and I've always said this. About that enough? No, we. I mean, she's obviously had a break in recent years. I think having a kid. Yeah, um, and she she literally just it was like an Anne Hathaway thing. She just the public turned against her, and she was just like, did. "I need a break." It's yeah. I mean, it, the the whole quirky thing, relatable celebrity started and ended with her. Yeah. Really, um, it, yeah. people got sick of it pretty quickly. Where's the pizza? <laughs> we all remember where's the pizza. Oh. Um, and, yeah. Anyway, um, but I t- I, she is incredible in these films and. I mean, the, she kind of carries the whole series on her back. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I, I, obviously she's the main like, character. Yeah. But, but just in terms of performance, her you have so much empathy for her. And, and like Katniss is a pretty, can be a pretty dull character. Mm. But she gives it so much. Like even in that last shot. Oh, in, now that she should have won an Oscar she for the last shot in Catching Fire. finds out that there is no District there 12 District anymore. 12. And the range of emotions that she goes through <laughs> she in about that. 10 seconds yes. is Honestly, just, I was and watching it's just that. her face close up of her yes. face and she's just processing. Yes. She's shocked. She's, she's sad. And then, she, and then angry. angry. <laughs> she's ready. She knows. I clapping. I'm, yeah. Yeah. That, me clapping in the cinema. I really, I'm going to give her an Oscar for this. Mm-hmm. What did she win for? A Silver Linings Playbook. Yes. No, she no, should have won more games. Okay. Crushing Fire. Yeah. Um, even just for the tube scene alone. Literally. Just acting for the her fucking ass off. Literally. Um, and, you know, I was thinking about it and in terms of like, Awards, um, like it didn't really win. <laughs> Look, maybe I'm reaching, maybe I'm reaching, but in my mind, it should have won many awards. I mean, the, the sort of most prestigious thing it won was it won a few Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> what Kids' Choice Awards? It did won it win? Uh, Best Movie, of course, Best Movie Actress for J Law, of course, and she also won Favorite Female Butt Kicker. Oh, I should, <laughs> which was actually against um, Joanna, um, <gasps> Jenna Malone. Yes, Let's Jenna Malone. talk about Jenna Malone. Now she steals her first scene. Oh, in the elevator. In the we all remember. Elevator. Yes. Just my god. My like inspired god. casting. Yes. I feel like every all the casting choices in this film were incredible. Yes. Like yeah. Especially like that. all of the the people like Jeffrey Wright. Incredible. Oh yeah, no, that's weird. Um, I mean, even taking back to the first movie, a lot of the tributes are. I mean, there's Orphan, the little Orphan girl. Uh, um, Isabel Phenom. Yes. Isabel Phenom. Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid is, is a pretty pivotal role. Marvel, yeah. Yes, I mean, he, he's featured very briefly in the first in movie. Even. And the, the second, second movie, sorry. yeah. Um, and who else? There's another one. Oh, um, Rue. Oh, um, Amanda, Amanda Stanberg. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, rising people, star. Yeah, people were taking notes. Exactly. They said, let's make every one of them famous. Exactly. Um, 
But, yeah, number two, of course. And what's his name? Um, Woody Harrelson. Pinnick. No, not oh, Woody Harrelson. Um, I mean, incredible. <laughs> um, Sam Claflin. Yes. Yeah. That was and, cheering in um, our cinema when he came I want to talk about the most inspired casting. Um, Go on. The fabulous, the esteemed Lynn Cohen playing Mags. <laughs> Again, with the fucking random names. Yes, yes. But, but I feel like... You're uh, the only person that knows... That her name is Lynn Cohen. I think that's her name. Yeah. Um, I feel sure. I'm so sorry, Lynn Cohen. I, I mean, that's Magda, right? From Magda Sex from Sex and the City. City. What else has she done? She's done a few. She's, she's, done, she's been around the She's been around the block. Is it, didn't she die? I think she died. I, yeah, I think she died recently, oh, actually. Right. Yeah, I, I feel like I, feel I, like I should that. Google that um, in case she's not actually dead. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm like she 99 I, don't, I don't think anyone's listening to this, like, for the news. Well, like, I can, you know, I just want to be careful. <laughs> you want to be sure. Um, so, yeah, I yeah, think it won was. some Kids' Choice Awards. It did quite well at the box office. Um, so, it was 2013... Um, it came in at number five um, on the total box office. We had... What were the, the top films of that uh, year? Okay, this is throwback. Number one, Frozen. Oh. Never saw it, actually. I was there. I didn't see Opening it. Opening night for Frozen, oh, I was, because I'm mentally ill. Singing along. Um, number two, Iron Man 3. Uh, boring. Um, three, Despicable Me 2. I, again, didn't see it. <laughs> um, uh, number four, The Hobbit oh. 2. Which I did see in cinemas. I contributed to that one. I have not seen one. those. I'm not, I'm not oh, a lot of the ones person. Oh, you've got to watch them. They're really good, actually. I, at the time, actually, 2013, hated it. But now I've come around. Okay. Um, but that's another, another topic. Number five, Catching Fire. Six uh, was Fast and Furious 6, which is a great movie. I saw that. I'll say no. Uh, number seven, Monsters University. I saw that. Number eight, Gravity. Hello, Gravity. Hello. I, I feel like this was actually surprising to me to see Gravity on this list because it's like you don't really see adult dramas being in the absolutely not um, top 10 but I mean Sandra Bullock I mean, oh, I mean she should have won the Oscar for that I'm sorry The Blind Side yes <laughs> I mean of course yes she should have uh, yeah that's a great movie mm. and then Nine Man of Steel 10 Thor who cares like fucking boring the rest of it but I would say besides Gravity Hunger Games is the best movie on that list yeah and it's held up the best. Yeah, absolutely. besides Gravity again. Oh, of course. I've got to give. I've got to give the flowers to Gravity. Give, give <laughs> I'm sorry, they deserve their awards, but exactly. I think Hunger Games should be nominated right beside them. Yeah, and then we also must talk about the soundtrack. I okay. The, so this was okay. <laughs> okay. Point of contention, I feel first. Oh, what do you mean? I don't love the soundtrack for the Hunger Games: Catching Fire. Um, it's their sellout album. Sell out. Sell out. Their first. <laughs> I'm talking as if they're bad. Um, the Hunger Games soundtrack, the original for the first, yes. was very like rootsy, folksy, Americana, like mm-hmm. indie artists. Like, I feel like it was trying to capture the same vein of Got the Taylor, Twilight Taylor Swift soundtracks in the sense that it was like a lot of indie artists and like. I, I really credit the Twilight soundtracks for <laughs> shaping my music taste today because yes, they're very fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think especially the first Hunger Games was really trying to do that as well. Right. Like it's got some like Birdie, T-Bone oh, Burnett, yes. um, The National I think is on it. Yes. It's a really like rootsy, folky, sad girl. Is Tensor safe and sound from that? That is album? on that okay. one. I think that was like, the, that was probably the biggest name on that right. one. Right. Now when, when are we getting the Taylor's version of that? So oh. When are we getting the Taylor's version of that? Well, that so, would probably be. Well, it's like Red Arrow, right? Yeah. Come on now. I'm surprised it wasn't on Red Taylor's version. Yes. Maybe that was, she probably just wants to forget about the whole thing. Oh, it's a marvelous <laughs> song. Um, yes. Um, um, but then the Hunger Games Catching Fire soundtrack was 
I you thought they sold out. Yeah, they sold out. They called out. up Sia. They called up that foul woman Sia. Oh come on, she's got some hits. Um, what have we got? We've got <laughs> like elastic. Okay, I didn't know this, but Elastic Heart is from the, the, the Catching Fire soundtrack. Yeah, I knew and this. it features The Weekend and Diplo. Yeah, random. Um, what have we got? We got Christina Aguilera. With the- her song on that is actually pretty good. Yeah, some of the songs are good. I'll give it to them. Like that, the Coldplay song is really good. The closing yeah, credits song. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Thanks. It's the first song on the. Yes, oh, I, I mean the lead single. Yeah, um, I mean, Lord did a cover of "Everybody Wants to Rule the World," yes. which I mean, and obviously then yeah. that led her because Lord her. curated the soundtrack of for course, Mocking Mocking Jay Part One. Uh, uh, Ellie, Ellie Golding. Golding, yes, we love Ellie Santa Golding. Gold. Ellie, Ellie Golding's song is um, she took the film a little too literally. Like uh, she's just singing about like being the girl on fire or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, bless your heart, Ellie. Um, she she took it very sincerely. Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. But I, I love. I look. I love her um it's not a bad soundtrack i'll give it that but i just found um in in my personal taste it wasn't as sort of esoteric yeah, for you yeah. and so now mocking jay we we finish um catching fire we get to mocking jay um oh look we have to be honest not as good look mocking jay was objectively the worst book did we need right. two parts uh of the movie definitely not no definitely i think not. we could that- we could have done like a three-hour film really gone out with a bang. Yes. Included oh, everything. Look, I reckon you can get that down to two and a half. Mm. And I would actually love to do an edit of it. Yeah. And okay. fix it. <laughs> um, Sam McGowan's it would be, it would probably, Mocking Jay cut. The Sam's Release version. the Sam McGowan cut. It would probably be longer somehow. I would yeah. somehow make the two films longer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, the, particularly Mocking Jay part one just gets dragged down mm-hmm. and the whole film pretty much is underground in District 13. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's the thing. It's like just a, such a, a rapid tonal shift. It's a tonal shift. It's such a rapid slowing of the pace. Yeah. Um, we have to mention Julianne Moore, um, who again, we've got another Oscar winner. Exactly. That brought her in. I think she's an incredible choice for President Al McCoy. Oh, absolutely. Do you know, um, it was between her and Jodie Foster. Oh, I think Jodie would have been great too, actually. Yeah. And well, I guess Jodie doesn't do many films. Sometimes I think about like all of the, there was a lot of like, especially like coming to casting the Hunger Games, like yes. some of the people in contention for Katniss, we had Emma Roberts, which oh. fell. Um, oh, Haley oh, Steinfeld. Oh, oh, but like Emma Roberts as Katniss Everdeen. Oh, I love Emma Roberts, but not the role for her. No. Um, Hayley Steinfeld, oh, which no, honestly. Listen, that woman. That, that woman. woman. Academy Award nominee, yes. Hayley Steinfeld. She would have been really good. Yeah, exactly. One thing about us here at gatekeeping is that we're huge Stein fans. We're Stein fans through and through. through. And through. I mean, Edge of 17. Now that should be an Oscar winning performance. That I would say, I mean, that is Ladybird. Um, Ladybird Tia. That is Ladybird Tia. Kind of, <laughs> that <laughs> that's Ladybird Lady core, that movie. Yeah. You can't mention one without the other. Exactly. In my, exactly. In my they go hand in hand. They really do. Uh, wait, so who else? Harry um, Emily Browning. Um, I think Mia Vasikowska was in contention oh, as well. Okay, bless her yeah. And, but then, yeah. Like, they said, get the girl from Winter's Bone. Get the girl from Winter's Bone. And they made the right decision there. Of course. Because was it you who was saying that when you think of... Um, Jennifer, you think of Winter's Bone? No. No? Okay. I think of Don't Look Up like a normal person. <laughs> that haircut. Come on now. I, um, that being said, I mean, her return to cinema, Don't Look Up, was not good, but I am very excited to watch um, this new Apple TV Plus movie that she's in, yeah, Causeway. Yeah, reviews have been uh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm 
But whatever. It's her performance and Brian Terry Henry as well. I mean, yes. you know me. I love a sad, slow mm-hmm. chamber piece. And it's also um, screenplay credit by Tessa Moshberg, oh, oh, author oh, of my year oh, in re- oh. rest and relaxation. <laughs> I mean, for me, the seminal her seminal comeback work is still her 73 questions video. I don't know if you've oh, seen that. Of course, I've seen I that. I mean, it's very, it's very um uh, tense vibe with the storm coming in the background. Yeah. I don't even remember that. The whole thing is like, yeah, like a huge storm coming. Whatever. <laughs> I feel like that's most of the plot of her 70 questions. Um, so, yeah, Mockingjay, something of the pace. We've got Julianne in her incredible wig. Um, I want to talk about um, this is another actress, so you're going to have no idea who uh, she is. But um, Patina Miller plays Commander Paylor. What the fuck? Um, who? She is Tony winning Broadway actress. Is- She's incredible. She okay. is, she's the one who ends up. So she's like, I think she runs District Eight. Oh, and then yeah. she ends up becoming the president, oh, the president of the free world at the end. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, right. I mean, it's woman. a very very small world. I know, but she. Ate. <laughs> I mean, I mean, um, Breaking Joe Part One, not a good movie. Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, but Part Two kind of has its moments, like the bit when they're in the in sewers. The sewer. Yes, we all remember that. I ever each Hunger Games movie except for Breaking Joe Part One yes. has. A moment with an animal that okay we have number one um, that scares the, the shit out of me every time yes the mutts the dogs that come out running yes i number, jumped number two the monkeys the monkeys yes the gay I, little monkeys i was walking home last night <laughs> and there was just like rustling in the trees and probably like a possum or something and i was like i'm going to get jumped on by a monkey oh god imagine and i'm gonna die and I'm gonna no, die. no one's there to protect no you die. i will say uh, just to jump back into the the Hunger Games Catching Fire, the concept <laughs> of the arena being a clock. Oh, TikTok. Meet TikTok. me at midnight. <laughs> meet me at midnight. Yes, Taylor, that's what they did. Taylor was taking notes of well, that. She was, yeah, she was there. Oh, what a twist though. TikTok, TikTok. Ah, TikTok. Oh, Paris, you're God. a genius. Uh, I quote that too often. Oh my God, that spiked really high. <laughs> uh, you're a loud one. I am uh, loud. Yeah, so Mugger Part 2 definitely has its moments and the end is great. Oh, yeah. Um, when she... Oh. May your aim be as true as your heart. Oh. Is that what she says? Yeah, I thought you meant um, the bit where she's like with the with a kid oh. at the end. I was like, oh, okay, Fair. now let's get into it. So, okay. I mean, we can't talk about the children without talking about the... Team Peter or Team Gale, is that what you're Literally. <laughs> well, look, I mean, I don't know how there was ever a contest at the time because... Watching it back, it's like... She didn't like either of them. <laughs> look, she came around to Peter. I think she did love Peter because... Look, I think she did love Peter. I mean, she had that whole thing with Hamish where she wanted Peter to... But I think that was more like she wanted... She, so she made she Hamish like she promise him. to save Peter, which yes. Hamish was never going to do. Um, because, yeah, you know, he was. Well, I mean, like in the in the context of Catching Fire, like it was always about getting her out. Was, oh, of the arena at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. But um, I, yes. But in general, like, yeah. But I felt, I don't feel like, not that she's not capable of love, <laughs> but she's been through so much and she's such a survivor. <laughs> sure. That, like, even when I was reading the books, I was always like, nah. She should just not end up no. alone per se. Listen, but what about that scene where Peter dies? He hits the force field, he dies, and she is distraught at the thought of him dying. It is, but I, it's not like a, I, I that she obviously has love for Peter. Don't sure. get me wrong there. But I don't, <laughs> you don't think it's, think it's I don't romantic. think she's in love with Peter. I think okay. it's like the way that you love, like you've been through this <laughs> traumatic experience with somebody. Yep. 
and you were bonded forever, obviously. <laughs> okay. And like, it's like, Sam, I don't love you, oh. but if you got hit by a force field, we've been bonded by this traumatic experience of hosting a podcast together. So I'm being very upset. Yes. I mean, we've had many traumatic experiences together. Um, but no, I think okay, it's more, I get what you're saying. And I think the thing with Gail is it's, <laughs> A familial brotherly love and then it's yes. like he loves her because he's a loser yes um, he is a loser um well i just don't think she is like i don't think she loves anyone romantically i listen, don't think she's capable listen, of it. i think she is in love with peter i think it just takes her a while to kind of come around and i think it takes her a while to kind of move from this headspace of only having to think about herself all the time to then having to think about Peter and she does kind of learn to be more um she just she opens her heart up mm. you know she opens her heart up to Peter but um I mean between the two Gail red flags from day one literally um I always hated him and then to the point in the last movie where he's like becomes like this fascist like yeah and, <laughs> like making um like weapons and stuff yeah he's and a his sicker weapon kills her kills sister Prim on purpose i guess um and well look i mean i can't be too mad at him because i always found prim quite annoying so when she died i was kind of like good yeah. riddance <laughs> good riddance good riddance <laughs> sorry um so I can't, yeah, I can't be too mad at him for that. But he does become a sicker and then just really gross, like, brooding and, like, mm. oh, like, you pretend to love Peter, like, through the games. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> She's, like, literally surviving. And he's like, oh, you can-. I did find it funny how every time she kisses Peter in the arena, it cuts straight to him. Okay, Gail, cut to Gail. Watching Loser, Loser, Loser at work in the mines. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's always going to be Peter, but... The very end of um, the film, hate it. I mean, the film should end with them in bed um, and when he is like, real or not real? And she says, real. Real. And it's like, chills, it's love. But then we get this like epilogue, which is, they've had kids. Yeah. (laughs) And she's sitting on, in this grass field and she's holding a baby. And uh, all I can say, she's got the worst vibes ever yeah like she looks so uncomfortable with the baby like she looks like she's like sick like i don't think i don't think katniss would have a child because she's been through so much and like obviously like there's been a revolution things are better yeah but like it's it's such a a traumatic experience that like i yeah yeah. it's it's so bizarre to me that that i mean the movie finishes and then for some reason they're like and then she had a child yeah there are much worse games to play i mean i get the whole thing of it being like a generational thing and her finally feeling comfortable to have children because you know the hunger games is gone whatever whatever Mm -hmm. but it's this very weird it's like it's like the end of harry potter where it's like 19 years later (laughs) it's like they can't think of what to do so they're like so they got married and they had kids yeah the most boring version of an an ending and i'm watching her and i'm like they killed her vibe like that's (laughs) (laughs) that is the most that's the worst part of it it's like she's this cool revolutionary chick she's the mockingjay and then all of a sudden she's wearing this like dowdy dress (laughs) sitting in a field holding this baby that she looks like she feels super uncomfortable to be around with. So, I mean, yeah, it's a bizarre ending. In the Sam McGowan version, um, that scene is not in it. It ends before that. 
Um, but but this is also Philip Seymour Hoffman's last movie, I believe. Yeah, no, Mockingjay Part 2. Mockingjay yeah. part, part 2, yes. Yeah. I mean, he's not in it too much. But no, but they filmed it, most of his scenes. They filmed all but two scenes, which they were able to then yes, give to somebody else. Yes, the letter. Yes. The letter, yeah. Um, tragic. Really yeah, tragic. I mean, he was one of our best actors. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Julia Moore, she really eats. And I love that character so much. I did dress up as her um, recently yeah. um, for my friend's Hunger Games theme party. And, you know, what? maybe I kind of empathize with her a bit. I kind of get where she's coming from. Okay. Um, okay. And now that I've been her. Um, <laughs> you took some time to sit in her shoes. And- to sit in her shoes. Perhaps I am the president of Alma Coyne of Brunswick. And I'm a Katniss Everdeen because I'm going to shoot you down. Come on now. <laughs> no, you wouldn't be Katniss, I don't think. Who would I be? Sorry. I'd be like Effie. <laughs> you would be Effie. <laughs> Derogatory. That is mahogany. <laughs> Derogatory. Okay, so. Are they getting in the gate? Hunger Games 1. Yes, Hunger Games 1. Okay, yeah. I think Hunger Games 1 gets in the gate for me because. It does? It, Why? Started it all. It started it all. <laughs> started it all. I know. I think did. for me personally, if it was my, this is my personal game. Yep. Hunger Games was such a huge part of my like teenagehood and of like all that, especially that first one and the like the lead up to that film and yes. the build up. And okay. Um. You know what? I will also let it in. I yeah. will because it is a good movie. It's well done. Mm-hmm. It has its issues, but I think it deserves to be in there. Because uh, as you said, it did start it all. So how many one in the gate? Beautiful. Hang on. <laughs> I'm just opening it. <laughs> <laughs> it's in. It's in. Oh, God, I'm tired after opening that. <laughs> Slaving over that gate. Um, uh, catching fire. Catching fire. Well... I mean, you've probably guessed, of course, without a question. Catching, catching fire, fire is in, in the gate. It was the Straight one that changed it all. It changed it all. No one started I, it. No one who changed. Literally, I just, I just, I, I know we've spoken about it in depth already, but God, <laughs> obviously the lead up to the first Hunger Games was incredible. Yes. Because, like you didn't know what was coming, but then the lead up to the second <laughs> Hunger Games film, oh, we were rabid. They rabid dogs. were rip feeding us. <laughs> fucking like capital propaganda stuff they were dropping all the posters they i remember when they dropped all of the um the the tribute posters for the quarter oh yeah yeah and they released that photo of inabaria from district (laughs) two who was the tribute who sharpened her teeth down into fangs (laughs) bitch you best believe that i changed my tumblr url to inabaria it was an inabaria stamp blog that very day that that, i remember i remember so catching Catching fire is in my gate in the gate God, I had to open it again. Should have just left it open. Should have just left it open. But I mean, I don't know if we'll be needing to leave it open. Monkey yeah. J part one. Let me say, no. not on my watch. No. no. <laughs> I'm slamming it shut. No. It's it's not good. It's not. Francis Lawrence. I'm sorry. Not good. Jennifer Lawrence. You did your best. Um, everyone, everyone, everyone in the cast, you did your best. Yeah. But it's just I, it's just the whole thing. It shouldn't have been two movies. It shouldn't and have been I think two movies. And I think because, you know, we can't let one in but not the other. So we have to, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say no to Mockingjay Part 2. I am going to agree. Mockingjay Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> We've signed the gate. We've 
Uh, yeah. Look, but don't get me wrong. <laughs> we did do the double feature last night and I will, yes. I will watch Mockingjay part one and two. But you I, won't be at the cinemas for it. No. I, well, this is the thing. If I'm going to have a movie marathon of like, if I'm going to watch a set of films, yes. I'm going to watch them within a quick succession. I think having right. the, the week in between, because they're, they're doing another, they're doing yes. a double feature of Mockingjay part one and it's two bit, on Sunday it's bit too next long to week. Yeah. Too long. And also, you know, I thought, Hunger Games double feature was going to be really fun, really yep. good. And it was, don't yes. get me wrong. Those movies go for two and a half hours each on a Sunday. <laughs> They're long. Mama, I got home at like half past 12 last night. I'm yes. exhausted. We've got, got work tomorrow. Got work, Madonna, <laughs> I've got work tomorrow. How about a bit of respect? Yes. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, you've said it all. Yeah. I mean, that's the Hunger Games. The Hunger two Games. Two out. It's supposed to be. Well, we really and, said that we were going to just do the Hunger Games catching fire, but it's just such an overarching. You can't talk about one without the no. other. But. And look, we haven't even mentioned the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which we were keenly <sighs> anticipating. Comes out this time next year. Yes. What did you think of the, the book? Did you? I actually quite enjoyed the book. I really did. I remember. I have such a such visceral memories of each Hunger Games. Mm. I remember it. it came out mid COVID. Yes, it was in that weird period. For those who live in Melbourne, um, there was like that month period in like June, July when we could go out and do stuff in twenty twenty. Yes. I remember I'd gone to my friend's beach house with um, a group. It was like the three of us. We went down, had a few, just had a nice weekend away. Came back, and then the next day one of my girls was like, I, somebody that I work with ha- knows somebody that happened. Oh it was like God. back in those days when it was story. like, anyway, anyway, anyway. So I was in isolation God, waiting for my friend asked. to get her results back on the day that the Ballads of Songbirds and Snakes came out. And she messaged me at 4.30 and she said, I'm clean. I'm good. I don't I'm have COVID. Clean. So I fucking ran down. This is when I still lived at home. I ran down to Craigie Men Central Big W and I snatched up that copy. Wow. And I read it in like two days. It was incredible. I really liked it. I, I, Sorry. <laughs> I love to tell a story, but it's all, it's all part of Thank it. Thank you for the backstory. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, what I liked about it is that it's, it's more of like a mature book. Yeah. Like the, 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 Original books are definitely for like 12 year olds. Well, I'm um, about to reread. I've decided yes. that I'm going to reread The Hunger Games. Yeah, I mean, they're very simply written. They're quite yeah. short. But but the the um, Ballad of Summer's Estates is, is, yeah, it's 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 longer. It's like more complicated themes, yeah. whatever. I can't fucking wait for the movie. Viola Davis is going to eat. Rachel Ziegler is going to absolutely yes. tear. <laughs> She's going to tear. I can't remember the twink who's playing. Um, I can't remember either. I yeah. I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think um, we Schaefer. Isn't it? Oh as my Tigress. god! How could I forget? Yeah, uh, Peter Dinklage is in it as well as uh, um, the the principal. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh my god. It's, well, the rest are short. I will be seated, and we will we'll be we'll be discussing on the pod. Don't you yes, worry. If we're still friends, oh, we will be because it comes out the week. It comes out if we're still friends in a year. Oh, imagine if we're not. Anything could happen. Well, we have to keep it alive for the podcast. Yeah. Look, even if we have a falling out, you'll never know. Exactly. Because we'll keep pretending. We're just like Jennifer Lawrence. We're excellent actresses. With what? Just like Jennifer Lawrence. We're excellent actresses. Oh yes, we are. Well, thank you so much for listening to our. Oh, big Hunger Games episode. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. It's kind of, you know, one of the inciting reasons that we wanted to do the yes, podcast. Just, just so I could to, talk about Hunger Games. Literally. Um, thank you 
so much for listening. If you've got any um, topic suggestions as usual, as usual, please send it in. And also thank you everyone for listening last week. Yeah, we're really pleased with the turnout. We really with appreciate all your kind words. We're getting better at doing this. Yeah, it's a growing experience. Um, we're growing, we we're might even have a theme song next week. Who's to say? Well, look, don't tease it if you can't deliver it. Oh, I think I might be able to do some delivering on that one. Good. Um, well, I look forward to hearing it. No, make sure to follow us on Instagram. Instagram at gatekeeping pod. Yes. And that's us. And you know, links in the show. Whatever. Links in the bio. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.